0: Do you have any issues, have you had any challenges with trying to replicate what you're doing for clients because of the fact that you get content so well that it comes naturally to you to create for your feeds and for your brand? How have you approached that challenge with clients, right? If they don't have somebody who's good on video, if they don't have somebody who's a good creator how have you bridged that gap because content is such an important part of what you're doing i'm assuming
1: yeah i just i want to back up you were talking about like content and context and like what i was thinking while you were talking through that is like i wish b2b companies even focused on that like their b2b companies are still stuck making website content Yep. Um, So they haven't even evolved to, okay, we're gonna make dark social content. And then the following evolution after that is now we need to actually think about being contextual to the platforms and stuff like that. But they're simply just far behind. And the reason that they're far behind is because the way that they measure marketing only is appropriate for website-based content. Once you move it into social, the metrics say that it's not working anymore, and they just throw it away. And so, like it's a it's a revolving door here for companies. Like, I talk to them all the time. It's like, oh, we went and tried a podcast. We did nine episodes, and we didn't get any leads, so we give gave up. We tried LinkedIn, and we posted content. We gave it seven days, and just sort of a te- throw mail it in. Right? You got nine other things going, so you just decide, okay, we'll just have like this podcast be a sprinkle on the side. And then you mail it in for a couple of episodes and you don't get the results that you expected because you don't measure it the right way or you don't execute the right way or both. And then you end up just leaving it behind and going back and saying, okay, let's do more SEO and Google and other things that are revolving around website content that's easy to measure based on the tools that we use right now. And so the the key distinction here is whether you're making dark social content or website content and you need completely different strategies and different people, website content, there are good ways to use it, but it's effectively buyer enablement content at this point and capturing demand and SEO content has become about as commoditized as it could be when you look at the things like software writing blogs at this point and you like cl- search in Google and you search for something and all you get is a bunch of these affiliate links with like these banner takeover things you can't even see the blog or the screen because they're just trying to sell as much media as they can on an arbitrage. And so that's the message that I want to sort of send to B2B companies is that you need to have two separate strategies. Now, when you, when you think about trying to get companies to be able to do this it breaks down in a ton of different different ways. Like if you don't have a unique perspective inside of your category, then it's not going to work very well, right? If I was just talking about the same shit that everybody was talking about, I'm not talking about random stuff in order to stand out, I've discovered things and because I've discovered them, therefore I stand out. And so if you are the, the sixth player in a commodity category like project management or bookkeeping or sales contact databases or if you're a, if you're a six player in a commodity category the ability for you to go out and actually create demand with a unique point of view, it's gonna be hard to do. Additionally, like uh, I think the number one reason that this doesn't work comes down to that point there. And then the measurement part of it. Companies would love to do what I, what, what my company does and they tell me it all the time and then they try it and it doesn't work. And I'm like, all you gotta do is measure differently and then do this for an appropriate amount of time. And so that's something that people get caught up in. And then lastly, the businesses that we work with are so short-term focused, whether I like it or not, it's the way it is, the way the game is played. And so to think that. That it took us like it took us a year for our podcast to be driving millions of dollars of pipeline every quarter. Now it's one of the biggest weapons and largest competitive advantages in my entire business, and will be in perpetuity if as long as we keep operating and executing. And the fact that companies do not have the foresight and the long term thinking to actually go through and do something like that is ultra surprising to me. Even if you're on a three to five year time window, they still are looking. They measure the success of their marketing in weeks, just so short sighted. So off the
0: back of that, it's kind of a t- just quick question but tough to answer probably. What is an appropriate time to invest in something like this, right? How long, you just said a year for yourself. I get it too. I mean, shit, I've been doing this for eight years, bro. You know, so I, I totally get it. This is not something that happens overnight. It's also I agree, I think totally agree on the measurement side of things. I mean, I think that there's so many varying opinions in terms of like, oh, like engagement is a fluff metric. But you know, engagement leads to what you really wanted to get to, right? It's the first step in, in the right successful pattern. But we have a client right now, we're doing all sorts of different things from doing some Facebook ads, I actually, on my I told them I couldn't work with them unless they hired a full time content creator in house. It was it was it was a must thing because there's so much content that we need to create in terms of video and a podcast and all the different stuff, but they're now going through the same thing where they're struggling to we're in month two, mind you 60 days in, and they're already starting to go back to their old ways of, of qualified pipeline and qualified leads and stuff like that. How do you address that with a client when, when they are in that space where they're they're looking for that result. How do you, they bought into what you've pitched them. Obviously they've, they've seen you doing it before. They've now got a, a blueprint because they've seen you do it for success. So they're bought in, but they're starting to get to that edge. How do you walk them back off the edge in terms of that timeline to results? How do you have that conversation with them? And what is your kind of recommended time period if they've got all those other things like a thesis and stuff kind of already lined up?
1: The reason is because they're not thinking about this in the right way. And the, and the reason that this is happening is because they don't have enough programs that are actually working. So they rely on this this one to be a quick fix and actually solve it. And so I like comparing this to developing a product and thinking about a product, right? So if you have no revenue program, if you have no revenue programs that are driving no results, it's effectively like you don't have a commercial product that you can sell. And you're not just gonna flip a switch and snap your fingers and all of a sudden you got a product you can sell, you're gonna invest in it. You're gonna invest money and time and developers and maybe use an outsource firm and you might have to hire a CTO. Knowing that in two months, if it's an easy feature, six months, it could be a big platform, It could be 12 months, knowing that in the future, you're going to go net negative while you develop it, and then you're going to get the ROI once it's actually been commercialized and sellable. And because companies don't think about it that way, they expect that the product is launched at the snap of a finger, the product being a revenue program. So they think, okay, we're going to start the podcast, aka start development of the podcast, But we expect that it's going to be a commercialized sellable product that's going to drive results this month, and that's where you get caught. And so there's a mindset issue at the leadership level, and there's a lack of performance at the marketing or or revenue team level. And if you're coming into it and you got nothing working, your goal should be, I want to do better this quarter than we did last quarter. I want to drive more qualified pipe this quarter than we did last quarter. I want to be able to set up self-reported attribution so that if we do get someone that heard about us from our podcast or LinkedIn content or word of mouth or the event that our CEO spoke at or an affiliate partner that we have a good relationship with or any other place that we actually know about it, but we don't. We just keep using software-based attribution that's telling us SEO, paid search, and direct traffic are what's actually driving the revenue because they have that little myopic view. It, It doesn't give them any sense of progress or data to actually facilitate a change or a conversation with the executive team. And so what we do, and I don't know if this is a right or wrong strategy, but I think that companies should actually be establishing a more core like demand creation program, either in parallel or in advance of starting the podcast. The reason being is that you got to drive some fucking results before you go out and fuck around with a podcast for six months to see if it's going to work. Yeah. You got to have other things that are working. Another thing to think about is that I look at the, the events and the content creation as sort of like a core requirement. And the programs that I'm evaluating are how does the podcast, how does LinkedIn do? How does TikTok do? But all of it's getting fed from the same place, which is me showing up for two to three hours a week to do podcasts and live events and things like that. And so the the creation, content creation part of it has so many benefits. It has benefits that you get real-time, if you have a live audience, you get real-time feedback on whether people are resonating with it or not. You get real-time feedback if people come back to the next event that you host or not. If they don't, that means that your event wasn't very good or wasn't very valuable. You get all the questions that happen after we do Q&A and all the things that people don't feel clear about which helps you clarify your message to the market using real-time qualitative insight those are strategy things right and so like i'm separating this part to say the content creation is a must you got to be able to do this for social and then evaluating the the actual programs at a more of a channel or a program level on the distribution i think is a is another interesting way to look at it